Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each week, we explore the benefits of conscious business and how your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Today, I want to talk about one of the biggest accelerators for your business. It also happens to be one of the top qualities that we appreciate in others and a quality that we strive for in ourselves. Authenticity. Now, authenticity for entrepreneurs is twofold because we get to be authentic as individuals, but we also get to build a business that is authentic with a product or service that we actually believe in. And this is one of the key ingredients of success is to fully believe in what you are building and how it will help people positively. When you build a business with this primary purpose of helping or serving, you set yourself up for success as opposed to the alternatives like trying to build a business just to make a lot of money or because you think it's a really cool idea or have something to prove to somebody else. So step number one, I want you to understand that as an entrepreneur, Authenticity is important for you and for your business. So here's a sneak peek at what you're going to learn today. In our first segment, we're going to define what authenticity is and why it can seem so challenging sometimes. Secondly, we're going to talk about how being authentic helps you build stronger relationships. And I'm going to give you a couple good tips to try. And then in our third segment, we're going to talk about how being an authentic entrepreneur can help you grow your business. Then in our last segment, I'm going to share a little inspiration from one of my favorite books. But first, I want to start with a story. So today's story is more of a retrospective realization than one of my typical stories. It's all about my journey to authenticity. And I'll warn you, it's not actually that flattering. Let's start with a little bit of backstory. Now, if any of you have ever spent time in the corporate environment, you know that it can be a bit of a breeding ground for our ego. We have titles that tell us what kind of roles to play. We have job descriptions that outline our expected behavior, right down to ideal personality traits. And beyond just getting work done, part of our function is to fulfill or live up to these roles, which entices us to act a certain way, regardless of who we actually are. There's a hierarchy and an org chart to tell us where we fit in the pecking order and specifically how important we are or how dispensable we are compared to others. Now, the impact of all this ego-driven behavior is that many of us start to develop a corporate persona, which is quite simply an alternate identity that the ego creates to fulfill the perceived expectations of our job or our colleagues. Now, the danger of a corporate persona is that it's really distracting and it consumes a lot of energy. We invest so much time and money living up to the expectations of this role or this character that it makes us unproductive. And it also means that we're losing the opportunity to be authentic, which means we deny ourselves the opportunity to have real, meaningful relationships with people at work. Not everyone in the corporate environment has a corporate persona. There's a lot of great companies that have managed to create cultures where people can be authentic. 
And the happiest employees that I know are in jobs that most align with their purpose and in companies with cultures that closely align to their values. And the closer they are aligned to their purpose and their values, the more they are able to be authentic, which is amazing. Because let's be honest, being authentic just feels good. It's the easiest. And it's powerful to be in an environment where we're allowed to be who we are and not have to pretend. For me, one of the most favorite and most curious compliments that I receive these days is when people say to me, how do you manage to be so authentic and present all the time? And the answer, sadly, is because I spent a great deal of time being inauthentic with a nasty corporate persona. See, when I shifted gears to become a corporate coach, a lot of my personal development helped me to see a pattern that over the years, I had a number of people tell me that they were intimidated by me. And while it was never something that people admitted to me in real time, it was typically something that they confessed to me afterwards, that they were surprised at how nice I was once they got to know me. And now hindsight is 2020, and I can see this pattern now, retrospectively, but when it was happening, I didn't see it. I brushed each incident off and I blamed it on them. As if it was their fault because, you know, clearly they weren't as confident as I was. But you know, and although it always seems easiest in the moment to try to blame our problems on everyone else, really, we can only typically get away with that for so long until someone holds up a mirror to our actions. You see, over the years, I had developed a corporate persona I call Tough Julie. And just like the name implies, she was tough. Nothing ever faced her. She was never wrong. She magically knew how to do everything and she never, ever, ever showed any weakness or any emotion at work. And I know exactly where Tough Julie came from. You see, early in my career, I was told that if I wanted to be taken seriously, I had to be tough and strong. I could never admit that I didn't know something. And I had developed sort of a fake it till you make it attitude. Early females that I had looked up to and trusted told me that if I wanted to make it in this male dominated tech environment, I had to act like a man and never show emotion or weakness and never, ever, ever cry. And that because we were women, we were already at a disadvantage because people perceived us to be weaker. So we had to overcompensate to be extra tough if we really wanted people to take us seriously. Wow, what a messed up piece of advice to give to a young woman starting her career. But sadly, I can only see this now looking back. To be fair, the corporate landscape was different 20 years ago. And I know a lot of other women who were put in the same circumstance as I was. You know, these days we have tons of data that tells us that gender balanced workplaces are healthier and we admire and respect women in the workplace. We openly use words like empathy and vulnerability in the workplace. And we actually talk about failure, especially in startups. I often wonder if failure is the new success. We talk about failure so much. I know that deep down inside, I am an incredibly loving and caring person. I always have been the whole way through, but because of this conditioning, I turned that part of myself off. And I know I missed a lot of opportunities to be courageous, to be authentic, and to really connect with people, rather than making them feel uncomfortable or intimidated by me. 
But the good news is I have this awareness now and it is my mission to share it with others. Today I know that authenticity is the only way to roll. Now let's talk a little bit about what authenticity actually is and how it can help you as an entrepreneur. Authenticity means that you bring forth all aspects of yourself and allow them to be seen at all times. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Now the challenge with authenticity is that most of us have been conditioned to hide certain aspects of ourselves. We're socialized to believe that people don't want to hear weaknesses about us. They don't want to hear how we failed or that we have fear, but this couldn't be further from the truth. If you have any of these beliefs, this is most likely an image consultant saboteur working overtime, bullying you around, fearing rejection. But when you do this, when you're actually authentic, you're not risking rejection, you're inviting connection. Remember and trust that while people might be surprised by our actions, they will always respect and admire us for our character. So when you're in the moment and you're about to share what's tough, like a fear or a failure, people aren't going to focus so much on what you are telling them as they are going to focus on who you are being, aka brave, to share something about yourself. Now a great example for me is uh, Howard Schultz and watching an interview where he was talking about some of the toughest times that they went through at Starbucks and specifically some of the tough decisions that he had to make along the way. Not once did I judge or criticize him or the company or what they went through, but I was inspired by his courage to make the tough decisions that he did and also to be so open and transparent to talk about it after the fact. Remember that the number one most admired quality that we have in others is authenticity. We are naturally drawn to authentic people because they are real and in alignment. We are all subconsciously turned off when people are fake. And we like hearing failure and fear stories from others because it gives us permission to be imperfect too. And we can see ourselves in them. We give ourselves permission to make the mistakes that we have and to take big risks that might result in mistakes in the future. When we're being authentic, we don't have to worry about living up to the expectations of others. We can just be ourselves. And this is why I believe that the emergence of entrepreneurship is raising consciousness on the planet. See, because as entrepreneurs, we get to be the purest version of ourselves. We get to utilize all of our strengths and stay aligned with our purpose. And this allows us to be purely present. Now let's talk about how authenticity can help us with our relationships. Now the great thing about authenticity is that it's infectious. As you step up and you start to be authentic and show all parts of yourself to others, you will notice that you inspire others to do the same. You inspire them through your actions and they start to step up and show parts of themselves. And this is so incredibly powerful. If being authentic and sharing fear or failure is something new for you, don't worry. It's perfectly normal to feel resistance at first. Like any new skill, it won't spontaneously come into your capability through osmosis or avoidance. 
It's like a new muscle that needs to be built over time through conditioning and lots of practice. How do you start? Well, let's do it right now. I want you to think of a fear, something that you really don't want anybody to know about you. Because if they did, it might change the way that they think about you. Can you think of something? Maybe you can think of a couple things. Well, I want you to think of one thing and I'm going to challenge you to tell somebody about this fear. Now, as a baby step, you can start by telling a total stranger and then work your way up to telling someone that you know more closely. I sometimes call these V-bombs or vulnerability bombs, and I challenge my clients to use them with someone who they want to either mend a relationship with or someone who they are a little bit intimidated by and they need to take that one step forward because 99% of the time that person is just as intimidated by you. Now, here's a couple tips. Sometimes we use the technique of a bridge sentence and a bridge sentence is just one simple sentence that you use in front of what you want to tell them to just kind of break the ice or warm them up. Here's a couple samples. I've always avoided telling you this, but or you might be surprised to know that. Now these are just examples of phrases that I use that work for me, but what's really important is for you to take a second and compile a sentence or a phrase that you can use that is put into your own words that will make you feel comfortable. A bridge sentence or phrase works in two ways. First, it focuses and it grounds you to say what you are about to say and it also ensures that you have the attention of the person that you're telling and it gives them a little bit of a heads up to pay extra attention because something good is coming. And here's another tip. I want you to use the meta skill of asking permission, which looks like this. Hey, I really want to tell you something kind of awkward, but I've been really scared that you might judge me. Is that okay? Or can say, I really want to tell you something about me that you might be surprised to know. Now, asking permission is a great tool because it's another way for you to focus your attention on what you're going to tell them. And asking permission creates a little pocket of safety between you and the person that you're talking to. And in all my years of using this meta skill, I have never had someone say, no, you can't tell me. And what's more, it doubly serves to give them permission to share something right back at you. Now we're going to talk about how being authentic can help you as an entrepreneur. And when I talk about authenticity being an accelerator for your business, here's what I mean. When you build a business, you are fulfilling your dharma or your purpose. And being an entrepreneur is different from being an employee at a company because you get to build a business doing what you love, the intersection of your passion and your purpose. You get the opportunity to be authentic and to build an authentic business, a conscious business. But aren't all businesses authentic? No. <laughs> Not everyone believes wholeheartedly in the company that they work for, sadly. I once worked at a software company that refused to use their own software 
And when I questioned the marketing team as to why they didn't use their software, because it could really help them with this upcoming project, they told me that it was way too complicated. And so in turn, they used an external resource to help them. Yes, companies like this do exist, sadly. Earlier, we talked about corporate persona where an employee has a job description to fulfill, a boss to answer to, and a corporate culture that is largely out of their control. All these factors impede a person's ability to be authentic. If you are in an environment far from your values or far from your purpose, then you will find it hard to be authentic and will typically have to compensate to live and function in that culture. These are the people who say that a part of them had to die off in order to stay at a company. And this breaks my heart. So how can being authentic help you grow your business? Well, first, since we all naturally gravitate to authentic people, when you're being authentic, you will draw the right people to you, the right clients, employees, partners, and investors. And the inverse is true. You will not waste time attracting people or working with people who don't line up with what you believe in. Second, you'll get more done. Being authentic is the easiest and most efficient way to be compared to a corporate persona, which is exhausting. Trust me. Because you have this whole other personality to uphold. So you free up your time and your energy to focus on other areas of growing your business. Number three. Success will chase you when you are fully aligned with your purpose and doing work that you believe in. And lastly, when you're being authentic, you don't have to waste time and energy worrying about what other people think of you. And here is a great tweetable. What other people think of you is none of your business. Today, I want to share a brilliant book by Brene Brown, The Gifts of Imperfection. Now you may know Brene for any of her TED Talks around vulnerability that went viral. She shares her brilliant work around the power of vulnerability and connection. And more importantly, I admire her because she puts her money where her mouth is and she delivers her talks with authenticity and shares many of her struggles and personal experiences. In this book, she gives a really intense explanation of shame and how it's an intensely painful feeling of believing that we are flawed and unworthy of love. When we let our shame run the show, we're unable to be authentic and connect with other people. She shares three things that you need to know about shame. First, we all have it. Shame is universal and one of the most primitive human emotions that we experience. The only people who don't experience shame lack the capacity for empathy and human connection. Number two, we're all afraid to talk about shame. And number three, the less that we talk about shame, the more control it has over our lives. This is a brilliant book that can really help you deeply understand how to let go of what other people think of you and to really start to live authentically. And it's time to start wrapping up here. For detailed show notes about this episode, please visit thecorporateyogi.com. Remember that your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I know that you are one of the brave ones. And together we can pave this new way, this better way, this conscious way of doing business. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.